Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. The conventions are over, the protests continue, and the rhetoric continues. But the problem remains the same. Much too much talking and not nearly enough listening. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. Yep, the conventions are indeed over. We heard the Dems, we heard the Republicans, uh, the protests continue. And as I said, just said, all the rhetoric continues. But nothing's changing. And the reason nothing is changing, because everybody is running their mouths, but closing their ears. Everybody wants to talk. Everybody wants to have something to say, but nobody wants to listen and listen to one another. How the hell can anybody, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, whatever, left, right, how can anything be accomplished? How can anything change if no one is willing to listen to each other, and believe me, everybody can bullshit all they want. Nobody, nobody is listening to each other. It's gotten to the point of, uh, it's crazy. It is flat out crazy. Big time crazy. Kamala Harris. I watched Kamala Harris on Face the Nation yesterday. Kamala Harris is the running mate for Vice President Joe Biden. Kamala Harris says, "The re- I quote, The reality is that life of a black person in America has never been treated as fully human.
think about that. The reality is that life of a black person in America has never been treated as fully human. Never been treated as fully human. Let me tell you something, Kamala Harris. You expect to win people over with bullshit rhetoric like that? No, I'm not black. I'm white. But you know what? I grew up in the 60s. I'm well aware of what went on. I'm well aware of the, the, the fire hoses, the dogs, the batons, black people being belted over the head. I'm well aware. I grew up in that. I'm well aware of Vivian Malone and James Hood. Bet you a lot of people don't know who Vivian Malone and James Hood are. Those were the first two black students trying to enter the University of Alabama. And they were blocked by the governor of Alabama, George Wallace. I remember that. I remember that very, very well. I remember how the attorney general uh, had a call for help from federal troops called the president. I remember all of that. By the way, that governor, George Wallace, who was standing in front of the entrance, blocking those two black students trying to get in, Governor George Wallace, he was a Democrat. Just like a lot of the Democratic, a a lot of the protests and rioting in the cities that we have today, those cities are run by Democrats. I just want to bring out that point. And that's coming from a guy, me, who's raised as a lifelong Democrat. I read, uh, I I was watching the shows yesterday. uh, Well, whenever this is coming out for you, when I'm taping this, it was yesterday for me. Representative Val Demings from Florida, who, by the way, Representative Demings was a former police chief. The lawlessness we've seen in this country is on President Trump. Now, look, I've said this to you. If you don't like President Donald Trump, you are entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to try and vote him out. I didn't vote for him. The last two presidents I voted for in the elections were Obama and Hillary Clinton. Because I've been a Democrat. But you're telling me all this lawlessness, the rioting, the looting, the bullshit protests. That's all on President Trump. Really? Are you listening to yourselves? Think about it. Are you listening to yourselves? Because I don't think you are. I, I Listen, I have said this from the very beginning. The very beginning when, when Donald Trump first took office, I said it was incumbent upon Donald Trump to narrow the gap that we have in this country. 
And it hasn't been narrow. In fact, it's been widened. And I do hold him responsible for that. I do. Because, you know, I'll borrow the old phrase, be kinder, gentler. Because he's the president, he has to stop with some of the stupid tweets. Now, I will say this. He got elected the first time because of his tweeting. So maybe that's the game plan now. But that doesn't help. But I, I, the things that I hear, I, I, I'm hearing a representative yesterday, um, was the camp, assistant campaign manager or something for, um, for Biden on one of the shows talking about how Trump has economically basically destroyed this country. It's, it's never been worse than it is now. Well, no, what has what has crippled the country economically has been the pandemic. D- don't put that on Donald Trump, okay? Because when you do that, you make yourself sound like a horse's ass. If you, if you want to be fair, give credit where credit is. If you if you want to criticize the way he's handled certain things the pandemic, which, quite frankly, you can criticize anybody. But I will tell you this right now. I don't care who is the president. I don't care if the greatest scientist in the world was president. Everybody would be criticizing anybody in this situation because it's a can't-win situation about COVID-19. But if you're going to criticize him about now – then you better be fair and start talking about, ooh, you know, uh, the unemployment, especially unemployment amongst blacks, had never been lower than it was. Economically, we were doing great. But you don't want to give credit for that. That's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of talk, but there's nobody listening. Everybody's belly aching that Trump had uh, his, his um, you know, speech on the White House lawn, and that shouldn't have been. And it's a, technically against the law. You, you know what, folks? Really? I, I don't know if it was. He said he's had permission. I don't know. That's what you're going to worry about? Where the hell he gave his acceptance speech? Really? Don't you think? Look in the mirror. Don't you think you look like a schmuck? When you say that, the athletes, the protests. Let, let me say this right off the top. When people say athletes should just, you know, play ball, play their sport and shut up, you know, like shut up and dribble. That's disgraceful to say. Nobody should ever say that. No citizen, no media type, nobody but nobody should ever say that. Because an athlete has every bit the right to protest as you, me, or anybody else. And then then there's the argument, well, wait a minute, Russ. Uh, can you or me, uh, are we allowed to protest on the job? Well, you know what? That's the world of sports. And, and you, folks, you can't have it both ways. You can't put your s- sports 
stars and celebrities and entertainers up on a freaking pedestal that they can't do anything wrong. And if they do something wrong, you kiss their ass. And then when they do something you don't like, you can't have it both ways. So athletes have every right to protest. Every right. But I've said this, you've heard me say this till I'm blue in the face, so I'll get bluer. The athletes need to smarten up. Some of some of you people don't like the fact that, well, you know, that they protested, they they caused the postponement of games. All right. There's a couple of points here. Couple of points here. First of all, uh, I think the athletes, and I've said this, as I said, till I'm blue in the face. If you're going to promote Black Lives Matter, you're going to lose me. You're going to lose me because I said, if you ask me to stand for African American Lives Matter, I'll do that every day. I'll stand up and fight against racism. Every day. Give you my word. Every day. But I will not stand for Black Lives Matter. Because Black Lives Matter is not, it's an organization based on Marxism, racism. They're eating up, they're enjoying all the shit that is happening in, in, in this country now. I get what the athletes are thinking. Black, we're black. So, yeah, our lives matter. And of course they do. But you're associating yourselves with that group. And that group is a bad group. And you guys got to also listen a little bit and say, wait wait a minute. You know, these people, they're not racist. I know this guy and I know that guy. I look in the mirror every day and I know I'm not a racist. I wasn't brought up that way. I'm not that way now. And when I die, I won't be that way. But I also will say what I think my opinion is, what I think is right, what I think is wrong. I'll listen to your side when I say your side, the black side, but you got to listen to my side a little bit. It was the same thing with the Colin Kaepernick business. I had no problem. I didn't like it. I wouldn't have done it that way, but I felt they had a right to protest. But when Colin Kaepernick, and I said this then, I will say it now, when he wore socks depicting cops as pigs, and then he wore a Castro T-shirt. F him, he lost me. And to this day, I feel the same way. Because all cops are not pigs. All cops are not pigs. So when you try and explain that, then you got to listen a little bit. Just like I have to listen to you. When people say there's no systemic racism, that's stupid. Because we all know there is. So it's incumbent upon white America to listen. But don't give me that I got to have white guilt because I don't have white guilt. I don't live that way. But it, it, it's becoming now almost fashionable like, like if you don't jump on a bandwagon, you're the enemy. Like athletes initially, I th- who was it? I think it was a Denver Broncos. Also LeBron James. If you ain't with us, if y'all ain't with us, we ain't with you. What's that mean? So I'm not allowed to have my opinion, 
But you can come out with a stupid ass remark, LeBron, and say, "Oh, what that guy? But you know, did, did he wake up and say, you know, hmm, I want to kill a black person today? You really think he said that? You're a leader in the black community, and you schmuck. You come out with a remark like that. All that does is light, not a fire, lights an explosion." And since we're talking about Jacob Blake, this is directed at two sides. Two sides, not one, two sides. The first side is Jacob Blake was no choir boy. He had an record. He was warrant out uh, for, an, you know, there was a warrant out for his rest. Uh, much the same way George Floyd was no choir boy. That said... Whether you're a choir boy or a bad guy or a thug. You are not entitled to be killed. We can't be judge, jury and executioner. That's why there's law. That's why you need to be arrested. That's why the police uh, are under, well, uh, the George Floyd case, the the, the, the police were um, arrested, but we're waiting on the Jacob Blake situation. Folks, you can't, don't give me that, well, they're bad guys, they're thugs, so uh, this should have happened. Uh, what's the big deal? They're bad people. No, it doesn't work that way. On the flip side, Maybe, since we're talking about what has to be involved and the communities need to be involved, since the communities need to be involved, that needs to be spoken to both the white community, yes, and the black community. What do you mean by the black community being involved? Maybe the black community needs to be told or discussed, let's put it that way, or or discussed and come out with some kind of remark or, or thinking that, you know what, people? You're right. There is racism. We know it. You know it. Black people know it. White people know it. We all know it. But maybe us in the black community, we in a black community, we need to help ourselves. How do we do that? Well, we help ourselves by not playing to every bad stereotype that there is out about us, that we are thugs, that we don't take care of our kids, that we shoot up our neighborhoods, that we abandon our families. Maybe we shouldn't do all those things. Now, I'm not making this shit up. It's out there. I remember, I'm going back maybe 25 years ago, I sat in a Harlem church. Jim Brown, considered by most to be the greatest football player ever to put on cleats and shoulder pads. Jim Brown of the Cleveland Browns, Hall of Famer Jim Brown. He, he had this program called Can, A-M-E-R-I-Can. And he would go in. He wouldn't just talk to black people. He spoke, I mean, it was a dangerous position. He spoke to, to gangbangers, gang members, killers. 
and he's he started this group and trying to to get them on the right path. And I will never forget it. Um. Uh, I went to watch, there was some kind of graduation class from this American group. And I don't know, there might have been 50, 75 men in there. And let me tell you, one was tougher, meaner looking than the other. And he was talking and they were listening. And I'm standing in the back with my cameraman and he asked the question, how many of you guys... are married. Not one of them raised their hands. How many of you guys have made babies? They all raised their hands. And then he lectured them on what needs to be done in their community. That's why, what is it, something like 70% of black homes are fatherless? I've heard... One of the greatest actors in the world today, Denzel Washington, say the very same thing. It has to start in the home. I don't see if if all these ball players wanna want people to get involved, you go into your owners and want a commitment from your owners. How about a commitment from you and the black community? That you stop shooting up and killing people. That you stop shooting up and killing a innocent Brandon Hendricks, a 17-year-old aspiring college basketball player from Monroe High School in the Bronx shot dead at a barbecue. Or Davel Gardner, a one-year-old in a stroller. And Brandon Hendricks' parents, family said the same thing. How can we want black lives to matter when we act like we don't care about black lives? I didn't say that. They said that. So there are two sides. Everybody's got to listen to one another and nobody is. And while we're talking about Jacob Blake, as I said, anybody who says he deserved to be killed is freaking stupid. No, no, and no again. But Jacob Blake, you know why he had an arrest warrant out for him? And nobody talks about this on the air. When they talk about Jacob Blake, nobody talks about this on the air. He's accused in a criminal complaint that was against him of breaking into a home of a woman he knew and sexually assaulting her. Okay? I'm going to read something to you. The victim, who was only identified by her initials, told police she was asleep in bed with one of her children when Blake came into the room at 6 a.m. and allegedly said, I want my shit. She told cops... She told cops Blake then used his finger to sexually assault her, sniff it, and said, hmm, smells like you've been with other men. The woman said Blake was penetrating her digitally. It caused her pain and humiliation and was done without her consent. The record states she was very humiliated and upset by the sexual assault. But she collected herself, allegedly ran out the door. After Blake, she realized her car was missing. Now, you, some of you people might not, might not like hearing this. Regardless, seven shots in the back, uh-uh. You can never convince me that that was right. I don't care if there was a weapon. They say there was a knife in the car. I don't care. Seven shots in the back. I don't care that Blake tried 
or, or had one of the clocks, uh, one of the cops in a headlock before this all happened. I don't care. It shouldn't have happened. I mean, my gut estimation is either the cop who did the shooting wasn't qualified or he snapped and was flat out scared. And I do understand about cops being scared today. And that's why certain cops don't want to get involved because if they do, their life can be destroyed in a finger snap or up on charges or they did this wrong or that wrong. You know, 99 out of 100 times, we only see the back end of the incident. We don't see what caused the incident. But nobody wants to listen to that. But again, as I said, seven times, uh uh-uh. There's nothing that you can tell me that justifies that. Zero. Nothing will tell me that that is justification for that kind of stuff happening. Just won't buy it. I'm sorry. But but can we go and talk to one another and say, Jesus, you know, maybe you should go into the community and say something about that? Really? Let's stay on this for now. Do you understand what I'm saying, folks? George Floyd, on his record, served his time in prison, seven years of his nine years in prison, for breaking into a black woman's home, a pregnant black woman's home, and holding a gun to a pregnant belly. So when people in the community, not just white, but black as well, say, wait a minute, this ain't no choir boy, this is a thug, they got a point. Derek Chauvin, who who stayed on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds, should never get out of jail as far as I'm concerned. But because of his record, no, that doesn't justify anything. Doesn't make Chauvin right. He's not 100% wrong, 1,000% wrong. But that's what I'm talking about. There are, I keep hearing over and over and over again from the athletes. We're afraid for our lives. Parents are afraid. Let me tell you something. That's true. Parents are big time afraid of going out in their neighborhoods and getting shot. Because you know what? You know who kills people far more? Who kills young black men far more than police? Other young black men. And if the athletes want to really do something with their communities and get involved, you got to go out and talk to your communities. By the way, this business of they want a commitment before they were going to restart in the NBA, restart their season, they wanted a commitment from the owners what they're going to do. Let me put it to you nicely. That's what we call a shakedown. That's what guys like Al Sharpton are brilliant at, being shakedown artists. Jesse Jackson, a shakedown artist. Let me tell you something. There, there's a book out years ago called Shakedown. I think the true Shakedown, the true story of Jesse Jackson, written by a man called Kenneth Timberland. It, uh, Timberland, and it was you know on the bestseller list at the New York Times, and it had one shakedown after another. And you know what? Jesse never took him to task over it. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. 
So if we're going to be in this together, and I'm sick of it. I'm I'm sick of everything. I'm sick of people. uh, It's discussing this. It's the, you know, I don't want it to be a discussion if it's not going to lead to a solution. Because I I don't think we're having a discussion now. We're just having, as I said, protests continue, rhetoric continues. Hey, there was somebody shot. Somebody was shot in um, in Portland. Okay, somebody was shot in Portland, and. The protesters in Portland were cheering it. I quote, I'm not sad that a fucking fascist died tonight. He was a fucking Nazi. Our community held its own and took out the trash. Oh, okay. Because he was from a conservative side. So that's okay. Can you imagine if a conservative side said that about the left? The uproar that we'd be hearing from the left? Think about that. So we just talk, we don't discuss, and we don't listen. We just jabber, jabber, jabber. And speaking of jabbering, this knocked me out. Michelle Obama on her podcast last week. This I'm quoting. When I've been completely incognito during the eight years in the White House, walking the dogs on the canal, people will come up and pet my dogs but will not look me in the eye. They don't know it's me. What white folks don't understand, it's like that is so telling of how white America views people who are not like them. You know, we don't exist. And when we do exist, we exist as a threat. And that, that's exhausting. This is Michelle Obama. You want to light a fire, Michelle? Good. That's just what you're doing. I hate to call. I don't like, because it sounds disrespectful, calling the former first lady, who I voted for her husband twice, a dumbass. But you really are a dumbass to come out with a remark like that. She goes on to tell a story. She... uh, was going with the daughters, Sasha and Malia, and a friend to uh, grab ice cream after a soccer game while she, you know, her husband was in the White House. Okay, quote, we were stopping to get ice cream and I told the Secret Service to stand back because we were trying to be normal. Okay. When I'm just a black woman, I notice that white people don't even see me. I'm standing there with two little black girls, another black female adult, and they're in soccer uniforms. The girl behind the counter, oh, the, and then a white woman cuts right in front of us to order, like she didn't even see us. The girl behind the counter almost took her order, and I had to stand up because I know my friend wouldn't. So I stepped up and said, excuse me, you don't see us four people standing right here, you just jumped in line? All she saw was a black person, or maybe she didn't even see that because we were that invisible. You know what? I was in, I swear to God, I was in Home Depot yesterday morning and I was on, uh, excuse me, I was 
going to pay. I had to pick up some air vents. I was going to pay. And the line had started across on the other side, and I didn't see it. So as I got in line, woman said, excuse me. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Went in the back of the line. After that, the reverse happened. I was outside a bakery waiting on line when a gentleman walked in front of me, and I said, excuse me. He didn't see me. You're telling me this is the former first lady saying that's white people don't see black people. Well, you know what, Michelle Obama? Why the hell didn't you run your mouth about shit like that when you were the first lady? It wouldn't have gone over too well, you think, being a first lady? So now you're going to jibber-jabber about it now. Because you know what? Now this black-white, this racism shit is real sexy. It's topical. Let's make everybody feel guilty. I want to help. As a white man, I want to help. But you got to help me. And together we have to help each other. We got to listen. And I don't see that happening. Sorry. I just do not see that happening. James Brown, the terrific uh, sports host. You see him on, you know, football shows, uh, pregame shows on CBS. He was talking about it yesterday. And he said, you know, there's a moral obligation to the athletes to represent the marginalized. Well, yeah. But by representing the marginalized, you also have to talk with the marginalized and say, you know, you know, the best way to get help is to start by helping yourselves, help how you conduct your lives, help how you, you, you represent yourself. All that shit counts. Chuck Todd on Meet the Press yesterday because, you know, Chuck Todd has an agenda. Talking about Trump's inability to keep America safe. Yeah, they, so I'll tell you what. When Trump offers to send in help, the people in 94, it's over 90 days in, in, in um, Portland. You don't want help? Well, that's what you have. And then if he sends in people, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But it's on Trump. This reporter in the roundtable to have, Jacob Blake's father, said his son was treated like an animal. You're right. I would say the seven shots in the back saying he was treated like an animal. But ask the woman who was sexually assaulted by Jacob Blake if she felt she was treated like an animal. That's what I'm th- There's always two sides. We can't just talk. We can't just talk. We got to talk. We got to listen. You know, this Val Demings, who... Uh, I mentioned earlier, a representative from Florida was talking about lawlessness and we've seen it. She says it's on Trump and I don't buy that. But but she did say something that I do agree with. Because she's a former, see, that, she, she's a former police chief. So there is an understanding. And she said, we got to stop talking about the police and start talking to the police and start talking with the police. And you can't make every cop how would how would the black community like if every black person was painted with a with a brush? You know, you you want to remotely think about 
comparing numbers of black young black people, black people killed by black people as opposed to black people killed by cops. Thousands more. I'm not exaggerating. Thousands more. Got to have that discussion. Got to listen to one another. I, I um, you know, at the convention, I was watching it on CNN at the convention. It got to a point. Um, the gentleman who was a bank robber, John Ponder, that was the, that was the gentleman's name, John Ponder. He was a bank robber and he started this hope for prisoners and, you know, he had served time in jail. They did a whole story on him and, and the FBI man who arrested him and they become became best friends. Um, and then at the convention, uh, President Trump signed his pardon. They cut, you know, it was on CNN, so they cut to Anderson Cooper. And Anderson Cooper says it was a stunt. You know what's a stunt, Anderson Cooper? I'll tell you what a stunt is. A stunt is Joe Biden picking Kamala Harris to be his running mate and her accepting. That's a stunt. Hmm. Woman, that takes care of one issue. Black woman, that takes care of another issue. The same Kamala Harris who, who stood on a debate stage a year ago with charges of racism and saying that she believed the woman, women who claim they were sexually assaulted or inappropriately touched, she believed that. But you know what a stunt is? A stunt is when you say, I'm honored to be the running mate of Joe Biden. Oh, kumbaya. Kiss my ass with that shit. Again, people just talking, but nobody's listening. People just have an agenda. And I get that's what these campaigns are. Politics and the media is a dirty, dirty business. And it's getting filthier every day. It's absolutely disgusting. And I hate to say it, it's only getting better. It's only getting worse. It's not getting better. I pray that it does. I'm going to tell you something right now. Tell you something right now. If Donald Trump wins the election, and I said this to my wife, if Donald Trump wins the election, we're going to have the same the, the same shit going on for the next four years. People at each other's throat, the divide in the country. It's not going to be good because people won't accept him again. But if he loses, I said to my wife, it's going to be worse for our four little grandsons who are five, four, and going on three. Yeah, it's going to be worse. I mean, it's a joke. What's going How How about this? The district attorney in this county, uh, what the hell county? Contra Costa County. All right? And by the way, she was funded by George Soros. Okay? She said... That she wants police officers while investigating looting cases. She wants police officers while investigating looting cases to determine if the looters needed the stolen merchandise prior to charging them. 
You can't make that shit up. So I, I guess, well, you know, my TV went on a fritz. So I needed a new TV. I wanted to watch the ball game. This is a district attorney. Diana Becton. Can't make it up. Determine if the looters needed the stolen merchandise prior to charging them. Really? I mean, that's the San Francisco area. World has gone nuts. Everybody's talking. Everybody's talking. Is that that's a song, right? Everybody's talking. The old Midnight Cowboy, John Voigt, Dustin Hoffman. Unfortunately, we need a new song. Will anybody listen? That what that's what the new song needs to be. Will anybody listen? But for right now, that's a wrap here, folks. I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on this podcast. You can tell me it on Twitter at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. You know, can always also check out my website, russsalzberg.com. My thanks to the lovely Ariel, who's taken such good care of me here. My thanks to 77 WABC program director Dave Labrosi, his outstanding assistant Matt Dahl, president and GM of WABC Radio, Chad Lopez. And last but certainly not least, you the people out there, a great big thank you, because without you the people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Talk to you next week. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy. The way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.